Welcome to A Wild New Work, Ecological Guidance for Your Career. This podcast is about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, and it's all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm your host, Megan Leatherman. Well, welcome to another episode of this podcast. I'm really excited to share with you today. Um, The ending of cycles is a topic close to my heart right now, which I'll share more about in a minute. Um, This is something that comes up in my work as a coach all the time, and I think one of the hardest things in our careers as we grow is knowing when it's time for something to end, whether that's a career path, a job, a business partnership, um, even just an idea or a project or an offering that we, you know, have as part of our business. Um, and what I've found through my own process and the processes of the people that I support, the problem isn't usually whether we know or not, like whether we know a cycle should end, it's the questioning and the second guessing that comes after that. (laughs) Um, and the kind of emotional roller coaster that tosses us, tosses us about as we try to determine, you know, how we can get out of what we know to be true. Um, so I really, I hope this episode gives you some clarity and helps you really gracefully release what's over in your career so that you can rejuvenate and be fed in a new way this year. Um, It's such a beautiful time for that as we end winter and begin to step into spring and into the growth and beauty of that season. So um, I do just want to take a second to say thank you again for the positive feedback that I get about this podcast, the ratings and the subscriptions and the sweet messages that you send me. Um, thank you to each of you who have just reached out in small or large ways to let me know that this is helpful to you. I can't really tell you how much that means to me. Um, I, all just, I also just want to share a quick announcement about a virtual workshop that I'm offering on February 13th, um, which will be tomorrow when this episode comes out. And it's called Springtime Stirrings, and it's going to be a 45-minute um, essentially guided process where you will get to check in with your body about what cycles in your career are ending, um, what wants to come through you in your work life this next season. Um, There will be guided visualization and meditation and um, body inquiries, and it's uh, it will be recorded and you'll get to keep those forever. So you can use them again and um, be able to check in with yourself in a deep way in your career as you bump up against different junctures and and change and wanting to do work that's really aligned for you. So that's um, that'll be at 9.30 on the 13th Pacific time. Um, it's $5 and you can register at the link in the show notes or on my website, baconleatherman.com. Um, and I'd love to share space with you in that way. Before we dive in, I will uh, share our opening invocation as I always do. So wherever you are, um, take a deep breath with me, Um, maybe the deepest one you've taken all day. See if you can just feel the lower half of your body get heavy. If there's a lot of buzzing happening in your head or a lot of mental energy, see if you can kind of send some of that down down your body, all the way through your feet, down into the ground. 
May this episode and each of us that are listening to it be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I am grateful to the Chinook people who are the original stewards of the land that I am on. Um, So like I said before, this is a topic that I have been close to for a while. Um, I, you know, some of you may be new to me and my work. And um, for those of you who don't know, I've been career coaching for four years now. Um, Before that, I was doing HR consulting and um, HR in-house at an organization. And um, career coaching has been such a joy. You know, I care so much about work and work feeling good for people. Um, and there's no crisis in my work life. Um, the clients I have right now are incredible. The clients I've had, you know, the last four years have been incredible. Um, but for a few months now, um, I'd say since the summer, it has felt like something is just ready to shift. And, um, like there's something right, almost like right behind me that I need to turn and look at and explore. Um, so I was planning on opening enrollment for my next coaching cycle, um, next week actually. And I have decided not to do that and to take a break from coaching, which is, the biggest part of my business. It's the biggest part of my income. Um, it feels really scary and, um, I've done a lot of emotional, you know, processing and negotiation, wanting to get out of that decision and, you know, change my mind and, and continue with it. But my intuition is just telling me that it has, I have to take a break from it. And I don't know if that's temporary or permanent. Um, but it, I know it's time to just hit pause and, um, explore some other things. So I'm definitely going to keep doing this podcast. My sense is that the work will still be about work, um, but that there may be more workshops, group work, um, virtual workshops like the one I'm doing. Um, so I don't know, I'm staying open-minded and, um, I'm excited to share with you in this episode, some of the things that I've learned through this you know, almost year long process of change. Um, as always, you know, when something scary comes up or there's something new in my work life, I find so much relief in looking to nature and seeing what happens in nature. And, and of course we are part of that and using or looking to the seasons and the cycles in nature to remind myself what is natural, what does my body want to do or need to do. Um, And in our work lives, we sort of get to this point where we pretend like cycles don't happen or that life and death don't happen in our work lives, even though they are part of every day. Um, You know, we breathe in and breathe out and that in and of itself is a cycle of life and death, um, of beginning and ending, of inspiration and expiration. So it's it's in us at a cellular level and it's in us, you know, at a larger level through the cycles of the seasons. Um, 
you know, we're about to enter spring, which of course is this period of new life and growth and the abundance of summer and then the cycle of death in the dark half of the year um, in autumn and winter. And those are necessary. Each of those seasons and gateways are necessary in order for the plants and the animals and the entire planet to get what it needs. So um, wherever you are in that cycle, if it feels like there's something coming to a close, um, hold on to the hope and beauty of spring and trust that what you're going through right now is a natural, necessary part of growing and being human and being part of this amazing process of nature and change and cycles. Um, it's beautiful if we can get on board with it and stop fighting. Um, you know, like I said, there's this script sort of that we're not supposed to change in our careers. You know, when we get hired at a new organization, we feel pressured to pretend like we'll be there forever. (laughs) You know, it's, um, it's, I think it's becoming less shocking when people leave organizations, but there's still a lot of pressure to stay and to be in the same place and to really commit to a place and never leave. Um, and at the organizational level that happens as well, you know, you know, people in HR or your manager might pretend or not want to acknowledge that there may be a day where you have to part ways, where there might be layoffs or reorganizations. And we don't like to look at that or talk about that or entertain the possibility that this relationship could come to an end. Um, Despite all evidence to the contrary, we still kind of get caught up in this idea that our career paths should be linear, that there shouldn't be any breaks, that there should be building upon one position and then another position and you go up and up and up and that's the only way to do it, right? But that doesn't happen in nature. Um, everything is cyclical. There's always spirals, there's beginnings and ends and re-beginnings or rebirths. Um, so, things staying the same is just impossible and we will do so well to let that be true and stop fighting it. Um, So in this episode, I want to give you some ideas of, you know, how to know when it's time for something to end um, and then what to do with that because it can feel so scary. Um, You know, of course, it's helpful to notice sooner rather than later that something is coming to a close so that you avoid you know, major crisis. But if, if it's something that cannot be ignored anymore and there is a big crisis, like getting fired or your organization laying you off or, you know, having a health crisis that requires you to leave your job unexpectedly, you know, those things are okay. Um, they can be gifts in fact, and the push that we needed. Um, you know, I, I've known a lot of people in my life who have been burnt out and who have known at a deep level that it's time to leave their jobs, but were afraid or fought it or just, you know, weren't comfortable doing it. And they ended up, you know, kind of self-sabotaging themselves and, um, things got so bad that they ended up getting fired, you know, and had to leave a place they didn't even want to be in, but not on their own terms. So that's not to say that if you've been fired or let go that you've done anything wrong or that it's your fault. Um, But I think we want to, you know, me personally, I'm trying to get better at noticing when something needs to come to a close and letting that happen and not fighting it until there is a crisis, which I've absolutely done in the past. Um, I took a job after college that was the completely wrong job to take, but I was scared and didn't know what else to do. And, um, I just kind of 
hung on to this thing that I knew was wrong and tried to justify why it was right, but it wasn't. And, um, because it was the wrong thing. And because after, you know, two months I hated it, (laughs) I, uh, ended up like really not doing a good job. And I, you know, I ended up quitting about a week before I'm sure they were going to fire me. Um, and I just knew the writing was on the wall and it reached such an uncomfortable point, um, that I got out, but not in a very graceful or healthy way. So I've been here and it's a long process of learning to get comfortable with your inner knowing and to trust that intuition that says, um, this cycle has just come to a close. So based on my own experience and what I've seen from others, I'll share with you some kind of late stage signs that something in our work life is coming to a close, whether that's a job, a career path, um, a project, a partnership. So these are the four things that I've noticed that are kind of like the red flags at the end of our process. Um, the first one is that the work feels primarily draining, um, you know, in, in an ideal scenario, our work is balanced and contained enough and a good use of our strengths that it's mostly energizing, um, where we're not ending work days feeling completely exhausted and depleted, but we're, um, in a place that's still, you know, energized and you still have resources to, you know, do stuff on your own free time and replenish yourself. But when we're in a state where something has really ended or needs to come to a close, um, it just feels like everything we do is draining. Um, even if nothing outwardly has changed, even if we're doing the same job that we did, you know, a year ago and loved, um, it will begin to feel energetically and spiritually just really draining and not rejuvenating, not energizing. Kind of in the same vein, um, your body will end up not feeling good. You may experience, um, you know, headaches, soreness, muscle fatigue, tightness, um, stomach pain, ulcers, like, you know, any way that your body expresses, um, stress or tension or depletion, um, Generally, when we're at the end of a cycle and fighting it, our bodies do not feel good. Um, the third one is that you are, you may be experiencing a lot of fear about leaving. Um, when we get close to a thing where we, you know, part of us begins to realize that something needs to end, our minds can create a, a sort of hailstorm of like all of the reasons we should not leave or cannot leave. Um, which is a natural response to the possibility of change because our brains don't like that. It's uncomfortable. There's so much unknown. So it's kind of like an allergic reaction to that. And we feel flooded by all of the reasons that we're trapped, which of course usually aren't true. Um, But it's a way for our mind, our ego, or the part of us that's afraid to keep us in the same place. It's a protective mechanism. Um, so many narratives can come up in this stage. Um, your brain might be telling you that you're not good at anything else. You would not be able to do any other career. No one would hire you. Um, you know, if you leave, no one will take you back. Um, you don't have what it takes to be successful in another role. Um, you'll never be able to pay your bills. You'll wind up homeless. Like it, I mean, it can go on and on and on. So um, I'll talk more about what to do with that in a minute. But if you're having a ton of fears or um, scary stories about leaving, that probably means that you're close. 
The fourth one is that there, it feels like there's friction all around you. So the things that used to be easy or the things that felt like there was momentum are just feeling really hard. Like you're having to push a lot or like any simple ask is met with resistance or um, dynamics with your team are just really hard. Like it, there ends up being a lot of friction, which may or may not be a reflection of the energy that you're bringing to the situation, right? If you at a deep level have resistance to where you are and you don't want to be there anymore, it wouldn't be shocking that that might be coming up around you in your external environment as well, which again, isn't to say that you're bad or that you're doing anything wrong, but we have to really look at these as signs from our higher selves, the part of us that's wise, the part of us that knows what we need and what we need to do in our work on this life path. Um, We have to listen to that and it's sending us messages. And these are the main ones that I've seen, but you may know that you're getting red flags in other ways. Um, So trust yourself here to know, you know, if it feels like the wrong thing and you're experiencing some of these things, trust yourself. Not all of us get to that point. I hope that, you know, in your career, you've been better at knowing when to leave something than I have, but um, we still get early red flags. And um, there are five that I have seen um, that come up when we're kind of at the early stages of knowing that something needs to change. So some early signs that something in your work might be coming to a close are one that you still don't feel great in your body when you're in the work. The knowledge that we get, the wisdom that we get always starts in our bodies. So if you walk into your office space and you start noticing that you just don't feel very good being there, um, I trust that. Ask that part of you what it's about. Um, notice it. Notice how you feel You know, when you leave. Is it different when you're home? Um, you can even get quiet and just sort of imagine that feeling in your body as a texture or a color and ask it what it needs or what it wants to share with you. Um, And if that sounds like total BS, like that's fine. You don't have to do it, but it always starts in the body. Um, So at an early stage when something needs to come to a close, you may just notice that you're starting to not feel great in your body. Um, The second one is that the work is starting to feel a little bit more draining than enlivening. Um, And and that can be true even if you make tweaks to adjust. You know, in the past when I've tried to avoid ending something, I do a lot of negotiation about like, well, you know, if I just changed my hours, maybe I'd feel better or I'm going to put this boundary up or I'm going to you know, eat this for lunch instead. And we can try all of those things and maybe it will work. But if you have tried some of those things and you're still mostly feeling drained, it's probably time for that thing to end or to radically transform. The third one is that you're having to work harder for the same results. Um, And I want to put a caveat here. So I don't mean to imply that your work is supposed to always just be easy and light and like a total blast because I don't think that's how life works. When I say hard work, like the work that I think is hard, that is valuable and should be a part of our careers, I'm talking about work that is still emotionally aligned, um, work that requires us to really look at our biases, our habits, the way we get in our own way. Um, It may be hard and require a lot of effort and energy, but it's coming from a place that is centered and grounded 
um, and is ultimately replenishing, not ultimately draining. And like we're, our energy is just being extracted. Um, I think when the work is hard, when it, but it's misaligned, we're talking about the work that's spiritually draining. It's a lot of like striving and pushing. It might feel like your whole upper body is having to like push this rock up a hill. Um, there's a sense of like desperation or exhaustion, like nothing we do will ever be enough. Or we tell ourselves, if I just get over this big hump, then I'll be fine. Um, so when I say having to work harder for the same results, that's what I'm talking about. Like this, um, this unnecessary spiritual and emotional labor. Because if you think about like, if you think about a farmer who works really, really hard and, you know, she works all day and she's tending to this plot of land. And at the end of the day, she's physically exhausted. That's different than what many of us are probably familiar with, which is the taxation that comes from being bored at your job or mistreated or completely overwhelmed um, with this like sort of mental, um, emotional labor that so many of us are doing in our work. Um, so I'm not saying that you'll never have to work hard in your career and there's real joy in working hard for something, but it has to be something that we are fully on board with that is um, a good use of our strengths and that is coming from a really centered, grounded place. Um, the fourth early sign that I have seen is that um, you start to see and notice that in hindsight, you have chosen this path or chosen this thing out of fear or disbelief in yourself or just habit. Um, and it takes a little bit of introspection, but if you can kind of pinpoint where you started on this path and what was motivating you at this time, at that time, if it was, you know, fear or scarcity or a sense that you couldn't do anything else, um, it may not have a long life cycle. Um, and that's not to say that it was the wrong decision or there should, that there should be any regret, but you may want to consider whether that has served its purpose and that this is a gift for you to get on a different path that doesn't come from a place of desperation and exhaustion, but real belief in yourself and partnership with your soul and the part of you that knows what it needs. The fifth and final early sign that I'll share um, is that you may or may not have something more interesting that you would like to do instead. Um, and here I want to share a huge caveat because a lot of times when we know that something in the, is coming to a close, our minds will want to know what is next. Um, it's like the brain is like, okay, if this isn't it, then I need a perfect picture of what's next to replace it. Um, and we want to be able to tell people what we're doing next. And it's embarrassing not to know what's next. Um, and we feel like we need to, you know, make sure our loved ones aren't worried about us. So we'll, you know, tell them what we're going to do instead. And here's how I'm going to replace my income and everything will be fine. But it's okay and perfectly appropriate not to know what is coming next. And that's not to say that you have to quit your job or quit your income and, you know, just float in space without knowing. Um, but it's okay to just not know and to be in the unknown. And sometimes we just we um, are not meant to know what's coming next. So I just want to give total permission to, um, to trust the sense that you have that something is over and not have to or force yourself to create some vision that's next just because your brain wants certainty. 
um, that just may not be available to you and that's okay. So if you are in this place, whether early or late in the process of realizing that something needs to come to a close, I want to share some ideas for what to do now that you know this. Um, and if there's any questioning um, or like, you know, you'll get the sense that like, okay, something needs to come to a close. There's some sort of ending here and I don't know what's next, but something needs to shift. Um, I encourage you to really save yourself a lot of heartache and try to look at the situation objectively. So again, tapping into the wisdom of nature here and looking at this as like a, the way that, um, a squirrel would look at their environment and like the questions can be that basic. And, um, the question might be like, am I getting fed here? Like, is this a place where I can harvest what I need to be physically fed, emotionally fed, spiritually fed? Um, am I getting the basic resources that I need through this work? Um, you can ask yourself, am I contributing in the way that I want to? Um, can I grow here? Is this a place where I could nest and have, you know, a family or, you know, of course not literally in your work, but is this a place where I can grow my creative vision? Is this a place where I can nurture my gifts? Um, am I my best self in this situation? Am I able to show up here the way that I really want to, or am I so burnt out or so at the end of this process that I'm just clinging on and creating more trouble for myself? Um, and I encourage you to notice your first response to those questions. Look for relief in your body. That's how we know this is the right thing. It can be that easy. It is, it's not easy maybe, but it's very simple. If it's objectively true that you are not able to contribute the way you want to where you are, or you know that you cannot grow where you are, or you know that you're not getting fed where you are, um, then it's time to make a change. And that doesn't have to be a huge crisis or a problem. Um, we want to look for that initial hit that we get in our bodies. And if it feels good, if it feels like relief and just, we know it to be true, if it's simple and not fear-based, then we know what we need to do. Um, I just, I think it's so inspiring the way that animals don't seem to, at least as far as we know, don't overthink everything. Like we have the capability of doing, you know, if an environment or a symbiotic relationship isn't working for them, they find a new one. It's not this huge emotional process of like excavating how they really feel and what are the options and where would they go. It's just simple. Um, and you know, if you imagine like, like imagine there's a Robin, um, you know, this bird that's it's beautiful and she's in her ecosystem and it's, you know, been working great. She's used to going to the same patch of grass every morning to find worms. Um, but eventually she no notices that there start to be fewer of them or there's more competition around, or she's not able to get what she needs on this patch of grass. She's not going to keep going to the same patch of grass for years out of obligation <laughs> or because she feels bad for that patch of grass. You know, she finds a new one. And the old patch of grass gets to rejuvenate. The worms get to see another day. Like it's a win-win, right? There's no story there. It just is true that this isn't working anymore. So I need to find something else. And it can be that simple for us too. So 
if you're, if you know that you're at this stage, um, you know that this cycle is coming to a close, um, you can begin to work with your body in a really small way because it will guide you to what needs to happen next. Um, and I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but I'll share with you a really quick body check-in that you can do. Um, and this is to avoid the, you know, kind of craziness that your brain will want to go into about what it means to make a change and what it means for the cycle to end. This is a good place to just start. Um, so you can, you know, get quiet, do whatever you need to do to sort of get centered. And I encourage you to do this, you know, listen all the way through and then do it on your own time. Um, and you can sort of imagine leaving or imagine this cycle ending and notice what sensations come up in your body. And you're just going to be like really curious about it. Again, there's no story. You're just noticing. You can identify the feeling and there may be many of them, but hone in on one sensation. It might be like tension in your back, tightness in your chest, a pit in your stomach. And just sort of pretend or imagine what this feeling, what the texture is. Like, is it soft? Is it hard? Is it ephemeral? Is it opaque? Does it have a color? Does it have a sensation? Like, is it prickly? Is it smooth? And see if you can really get an image of that thing in your body, that sensation, that feeling. And there's nothing you need to do with it. In fact, it will really benefit from your just loving acceptance and giving it permission to just be there. And you can keep just taking a couple of breaths and you can ask this feeling what it needs. And if that seems really weird, you're like, what the fuck? Like my body's not going to talk to me, then that's okay. You can just be playful with it. Stay open. Asking this feeling what it needs. And if you don't hear anything or sense anything, that's fine. You can just continue to kind of breathe into it, notice it, give it lots of space and permission to be there. And and you can end that practice. And you can do this as many times as you need to in the change process. It's a great way to check in with yourself at a deep level that's not just mental to get information from you from yourself, from a different part of you than we're used to going to for information. Um, And your brain will want to override this process and say that it's silly or, you know, if you get a message that your body needs more rest or water, you know, your brain will want to talk you out of that. Um, But this is an excellent place to just start cultivating your own internal wisdom. So once you know that a cycle is coming to an end, um, You get to decide then if you want to make small tweaks and try to make it work or if it's time to just fully let it go. Um, And I think there are ways for us to do kind of aligned tweaking. Like it could be for you that you still really love your work, but that your boundaries around it are completely run amok. Um, you know, maybe it's that you love what you do and you love your coworkers, but you need to set limits around when they can to contact you when you're available for meetings. Um, maybe you do need to build in like a 30 minute break in your day or a longer lunch. Um, God, I hope you're taking more than a 30 minute break. <laughs> um, and many breaks in fact. Um, so it could just be that like 
really your body needs you to stick up for yourself and attend to the boundaries that will allow you to do the good work that you do still enjoy. That could totally be true. Um, there's also this process that we go to of like stalling and, um, saying that we're going to try all these things and make all these changes. And if we just do those, then you'll want to stay, even though we know deep in our hearts and in our bodies that something really just has to end. So I don't know what that will be for you, whether it's, it's true that you just need to make some changes and draw some lines and have better boundaries and do what you need to get recommitted to the work. Or, you know, if it's time to really just make a change and let it go. Um, if you know that something needs to end, um, you also get to decide the timing. So, um, this energy, this knowing has to be honored in some way or else it will turn toxic. Um, so we have to do something with it, but it doesn't have to mean like going nuclear and ending your job and like not paying your bills and doing anything that's scary or really like puts you at risk. Um, of course this will feel risky. Ending things always feel risky, feels risky. It will not be comfortable and it's not supposed to be comfortable, but when it's the right thing, um, we will have this piece about it that is unmistakable. So if you know that something's ending, you can still create an off-ramp for yourself, whether that's in secret or outwardly. Um, it doesn't have to mean that you end it right away. Um, it will probably mean that you need to end it sooner than your brain wants you to or is comfortable, but you can still create some sort of off-ramp, whether that's um, bumping down to part-time or taking a leave of absence or um, setting an end date for yourself and working up to you know save money or explore other options until you get there. Um, so you get to decide what the timeline looks like, but it is so important that your wisdom and knowing that something needs to end is honored by your actions. It has to be backed up or else things are going to get really wonky. Um, I love this phrase that my mentor always shares with me. Um, she always says that the only way out is through. <laughs> and um, I, I hold on to that anytime something feels really scary or hard. And I remember that no one else can do this but me. Um, it has to be me. Like no one can end your job for you. No one can end that relationship for you. Um, no one can draw the lines or the boundaries that you have to do. So we have to be, um, we have to be conscious adults in this way and release the things that have just come to a close. Um, and it doesn't mean that we're bad or anyone else is bad or that we've done anything wrong. Things end all the time, every day. It's natural. It's beautiful. It makes room for something new to come in. So if you've come to a place of ending and you know that it's time to leave, I want to offer a couple of ideas about how to make that a graceful process. Um, one is to have really clear timelines and expectations and boundaries around how the end will go whether that's a clear end date, clear expectations about what you will and won't do up until that end date, um, boundaries around uh, the emotions that are going to come up. You know, people don't like when we leave or say no or let them go, right? Um, and we have to be unapologetic in claiming what needs to happen for us. Um, so the people around you are going to have their own reactions to your 
determination that it's time for something to end. And that's not your responsibility. You know, you can acknowledge that it may be disappointing for them or it may be sad or tragic for them, but it's not your responsibility to take that on and do their work of processing that ending. Um, we All we can do is draw the lines and communicate really clearly and lovingly, but we cannot be embroiled in guilt or um, their own processing about why it's not okay to leave. Um, we have to give ourselves permission to do that, and in doing so, uh, we give others permission to draw the lines that they need and walk away from the things that they need to walk away from. Um, you know, my hope is that if you end something, and of course you will, that's part of being human on this planet. Um, my hope is that you, all of us can work through the feelings and the guilt and the embarrassment and the disappointment that may come up in that process. Um, if you feel embarrassed by the process, prospect of leaving something or ending something, um, if you feel guilty, if you feel scared, if you feel um, like you're bad because you're disappointing people, those are all valid feelings, but they are not reasons to stay in something. They're not reasons to um, postpone your leaving or um, try to work around it and not get what you need. They're not signs that you're on the wrong path. Um, they're just feelings and they're just things that come up. And again, we don't have to get caught up in all the stories about them. Um, finally, I just want to share some ideas about what to do if you know that something is ending, but you don't know what's next. Um, and this is kind of where I am. So here are the things that I'm, <laughs> I'm doing to try to work through this period. Um, because I have been coaching for what feels like a long time and that's my, you know, bread and butter and it's what I'm used to. And it's really scary to say, I don't know what is next yet. So here are the things that I'm doing with that. One is that I'm recalibrating my yes and no in my body. So what used to be a yes for me just doesn't have the same energy or oomph that it used to. So I'm trying to learn and be really, really attentive to where in my body um, I feel that full body yes now and where it feels like a no. So again, I do not dislike my coaching work. It's still really beautiful, um, but it's just not the full on yes that it used to be. And that may change, you know, if I take a break, you know, I hope I come back to it, but I'm having to relearn like what is my yes now and what is my no. And that just takes some time and some space and we can be sweet and gentle to ourselves as we do that. Um, the second one is that even though you may not know what exactly is next or what the concrete vision is, you can always identify how you want to feel in it. So how do you want to feel in your career in a month? You know, how do you want to feel in a year? How do you want to feel in five years? Um, and really get clear about those feeling words and let them be your guide. Let them be your vision. You know, if you felt fulfilled, like what would that look like? Um, if you felt joyful, what could that look like? Um, and if you want to do more work on this, um, you can check out Danielle Laporte's book, The Desire Map. Um, she's done a lot of work on identifying what she calls your core desired feelings and um, letting them lead you in your life. And I'll put, I'll try to remember to put her link in the show notes too. Um, the third one is to follow the tiny, tiny little clues that you're getting about what's next. 
Um, this takes space and attentiveness and really trusting your intuition, but I have no doubt that you are getting big or small clues about what wants to come through you next in your career. It may be someone popping up on your feed a lot that's interesting to you. It may be um, someone that you're envious of, that being a clue of what's next for you. It could be an urge to just be in a certain place or um, do a certain thing. Um, it could be that you're just really, really tired and need a break and need to just rest up and that you know, maybe then you will notice more of the clues that you're getting, but they are there. Absolutely. So we just need to follow the things that are interesting to us or that feel good to us. The fourth one is to manage fear. Um, you know, even though we're doing the right thing by letting a thing end and stepping into something new, there will still be fear that I think will just always be part of us, you know, being human. Um, so the work there is ongoing and lifelong, but I think it's really just about seeing it, um, noticing the stories that are coming up around it, noticing the narrative that your brain is telling you about why this and this is wrong. Um, and then just choosing to move forward anyway. It's, I think it's just one of those things that we have to negotiate that it takes a long time, but we can start doing immediately. Um, the last one that I'm trying out is to just be open to earning in a new way. Um, you know, it's, I think, sort of unfortunate that our careers are so wrapped up in supporting our survival needs. You know, in my dream, our healthcare would be paid for, you know, and we'd have socialized school and like we wouldn't have to um, toil away in jobs that we hate just to meet our basic human needs, but we're not there yet in this country. Um, so when we're in a transition process, there needs to be some faith in ourselves and trust that we can take on side gigs or be more frugal or save or tap into our savings or sell things. Um, and to just be really flexible there so that the fear of not paying our bills doesn't override what our soul needs us to do at this time. Um, and I know that may feel a lot easier said than done. Um, and I get that like at a personal level, I get that so much. Um, but to me, it's not worth staying in something that just doesn't feel like the right thing anymore. So, you know, I believe that what's not meant for us will leave our lives no matter what. And that the work is really determining how we want to relate to that ending and how long we want to cling on to it. Um, and likewise, what is meant for us, the work that our soul is meant to do on this earth will be known to us. We will get clues. Doors will open up. Things do come to fruition. Um, our work is in being open to that and noticing the signals that we're getting from our bodies and our hearts and our intuitions um, and really trusting the small clues that we're getting along the way. Um, Sometimes, you know, when we're at the end of something, we're looking for a big, huge sign that says leave or here's what you'll get into next. And oftentimes that just doesn't come. And we just get to decide, you know, how long do we want to wait for that thing that's probably not going to come? Um, or how, how open are we to just trusting ourselves and trusting the signs that we're getting um, and letting our, our knowing lead us? So if this felt helpful to you, I'm so glad. Um, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with those in your network. Um, 
you know, subscribing to the podcast and reviewing it is always helpful. Um, I trust you to leave the thing that needs to be left. I trust you to know um, what cycles are beginning and ending. And if you want to talk more about this and and really begin to do the work together, um, I just encourage you to look at the webinar that I'm doing on the 13th. Um, I would love to have you. And if you're listening to this after it's been recorded, um, I think I will have it up on my website as a recording that you can purchase. So um, check that out. And um, no matter what, I hope this time together was useful. Thank you so much for being here. I know there are many, many podcasts for you to listen to out there, and it's a real honor that you would share this space with me. So I will see you in a couple of weeks with a new episode. Um, And in the meantime, take such sweet care. Bye.